So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan all while having fun and making a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. Yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Vegan Fitness Podcast. This time with a different voice on the intro, probably. You're all thinking, like, what's happening? Where's Fritz? Like, uh, isn't he back yet? So Fritz actually lost his podcast equipment. Unfortunately, his um, baggage or his luggage, like, got lost from the airplane. And he's still getting new ones so today i said like you know what i'm just gonna do the podcast so it's my pleasure it's like uh, coach Niels here and my guest today basically is chiara our amazing coach like so we have a female coach and a male coach today and um, yeah how are you doing chiara i'm really really good spring is here it's really amazing yeah to, to have good weather finally and yeah showing off the body that was really the most difficult thing about winter <laughs> Having a good body, having to hide it under the clothes, I hated it. So, yeah, it's really <laughs> yes. nice to have a, uh, dresses and legs out. I love it. Nice. Great. Yeah, like, it's already uh, one thing that comes into my mind is then, like, do you, uh, like, kind of prepare for summer a little or do you like to stay pretty much in the same shape year-round? This is my first season year. So I've lived in the summer all year for seven years. So this was the first year. And yeah, I noticed that, of course, there are different times and different habits with the weather. And in winter, I was quite sad because there was nothing to do. And my partner kept saying, like, this is a good time to go to the gym. Like, when the weather is better, you don't want to go to the gym. And I didn't really understand. And now the weather is nice. And I'm like, oh, do I really want to go to the gym. I can go to the beach. Uh, but yeah, uh, I will try to stay lean all year because I just don't like having too much um, like body fat. Mm -hmm. But this winter, I would say, naturally happened that I put on some weight and it's mostly muscle. So now I'm leaning down again. And uh, yeah, I think it's a good time to be able to eat a little bit more in winter and put on some muscle. It's always nice. Great. Yes. Yeah. How about of. you? Yeah. I, for me, it's, um, I also allow for like, let's say in the past, I used to stay pretty lean or kept my shape kind of almost year round, but this last two years, I'm actually fine with, I wouldn't really say it's a, a purposeful lean bulk. Like I decide now, okay, now I'm going to do a lean bulk and I want to gain this much muscle mass. It's more that I really feel my best when I allow to go my, my body to allow to go with these seasons kind of, right? Like winter is kind of a bear mode, if you want to call it that way. So I am not like, let's just say uncontrollably eat everything I see. Absolutely not. But I just allow to maybe let's just say maybe October comes around November and I allow maybe to gain two kilograms until February, March, maybe like that's where I'm fine. Of course, still uh, my waist measurement. I look at that. I don't want to have that shooting up. Maybe I increase training volume a little so that I know that my extra calories, they go somewhere. And, um, yeah, and then I kind of start leaning down for summer again, depends of course on my shape, how long I will take for that. But I think that's actually also a good point is I think it takes, longer than people often think that's what i can at least say from my experience is that people maybe come around let's just say ah okay now it's may june oh i want to get in shape for summer and you might need to oh, drop yes. like you think you might need to drop five to ten stubborn pounds and you might need to drop 
20 to 30 pounds to get as lean as you want to, of course, depending where you are. So I actually recommend to summer body kind of starts in, in my opinion, late February, March, depending of course, where you are, right? For me, we are both probably in a little bit better shape than let's just say the average trainee, but even me, like I kind of late April, maybe I already say, okay, now these next maybe 12 weeks, slowly in a deficit, like move a little more so I can lose a little bit of body fat, maintain muscle mass. So for the average person, it takes way longer. That's why summer bodies made in winter is pretty yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you get to move more. Like I see, I come to work with my bicycle now and I go shopping with the bicycle so I don't have to take the car. So I'm actually more active. But yeah, I would say late February as well is a, is a good time to plan for that. Yes, I think so too. And it's, it's just like that people drastically, they over-exaggerate what they can do in a short time and they under-exaggerate what they actually have to do, maybe have to lose or have to gain or whatever it is. So uh, pretty much, I think I said it before, but most of the times when people say I need to drop 10 pounds in the truth, it's actually 20, 25. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not because I say so, because it really would fit their goal, right? And and with goal, I always like to say, like, looking good naked is what we probably all want to do, like in your bikini, Absolutely. in your shorts, on the beach or wherever. And that's where we just need to be pretty, pretty lean and not even have that much muscle mass. We just need to be lean and show it off. Yeah, it shows a lot more, like more defined. And also I noticed uh, because I was on holidays last week and I got a tan, then like with the tan also, it looks a little bit more. So when you have this definition and the tan, then it looks so good and you can see the stripes and yeah. So yes. it's really definitely a good time. Very true. Yeah, that's true too. So yeah, today's topic actually, um, what we wanted to talk about a little bit is like, um, differences in male and female strength training like are there actually differences uh what are they what do you have to pay attention to and like we'll just address that a little bit and have a chat about that so um i think what i would like to start with is you as a female coach now um what is let's just say if we look at three maybe what would be the three most common myths or maybe limiting beliefs or maybe worries that you face when you talk about strength training with females well, the first one is, I don't want to get bulky every time. And I love this enthusiasm and uh, like how optimist they are. Like it would be so easy to just randomly get buffed. <laughs> like I'm trying so hard to get muscle and it takes a lot of work and a lot of nutrition and a lot of rest as well and recovery as well to get that. So before we really get bulky, it would take a lot of time and a lot of food and most of our clients are in a calorie deficit so the look will be just toned uh, other meats will be yeah they are not strong enough or their upper body is not strong enough for you know the exercises for the lower body but uh, i think they don't realize that you need to keep training the upper body to then become stronger and you can get as strong uh, to support the lower body exercises. And uh, yeah, I would say they don't think they need as many calories as we propose, which is very sad because this society is just telling us we need 1,200 calories, you're fine. That's not even a toddler calories. I don't know how much your son eats, but I calculated my partner's son calorie and he's a four years old boy and he needs 1,500, 1,600. So it's crazy to think this. So most of my days I go around having to convince my girls to eat more 
more and to know that they will eat more and more if they keep strength training. And eventually they understand it and they love it. But at the beginning, it's really hard to, to get it across. Nice. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Like the first one was pretty obvious for me, but the later one like really are interesting. And because like I also like if I think about maybe maybe I'll just address male and female, but because um, I think you coach probably way more females than I do. Um, but the first one also, in my opinion, would have been especially for females, unfortunately, um, that I would say 80, 85% of them, when they come to me, like they've been all just doing cardio. Like they, yeah. they think that cardio and very low diet, very low calorie diet, as you just said, like it's the solution, right? Like it's just, I try to stick to that 1200 calories and I'll do cardio three to five times a week, whether that be low intensity or maybe even spinning classes who are very intense. And then they wonder that um, at the end, they can't sustain it. Like they get ravenous at some point. Like maybe you stick to it five days and then on the weekend, like, Give me everything like give me all the carbs give me all the junk food whatever it is that you are craving which is normal that your body craves energy in that case then um and also uh, your body composition doesn't change in your favor right like um like i used to have a picture which was of a very saggy butt you could say like um, mm. and i didn't meant that in a bad way absolutely not i really just used it to really like a reality check you could say like hey is this how you want to look um and if the answer is no then you don't need as tons of cardio low calories you need a mild calorie deficit and proper strength training. And of course you can accompany that with a little bit of cardio, always great for heart health, for strength gains too, but it should be, let's just say maybe a two to one ratio, maybe even three to one, depending where you are. So yeah, that's a, it's a really a deep one. I mean, there's so many benefits and maybe as a man, you don't realize the first one, you don't sweat with resistance training. You don't sweat as much, which means you don't have to wash your hair every time. For a man seems so little, but for a woman is a huge thing because we plan all our life around when we wash our hair because we're not supposed to wash it too much because they get weak. But then with the resistance training, you go in, you do your workout, you don't sweat as much. You are ready to go you know, back to the office or, or things like this. This I, I love so, so much. But I understand like the, the, the way the gyms look, that's mostly guys. And it seems like that's the only you know, things that worse guys on the weight training and the women in the, in the cardio part. But I think lately there's a lot more women that understand that we need both. And I think we're doing an amazing job to convincing women to uh, start training heavier. So a lot of my clients, they start like, Oh, I only want resistant training with the bands at home. I'm like, okay. And then like, Oh, do you think about some dumbbells? It's like, okay, that's a good idea. Now we can do it. And then they go to the gym the first time they pick up a barbell and they're like, Oh my God, that was so epic. Like I'm addicted. I cannot wait to go more. Can I have four days? And it's really amazing to see like how they change and they can eat more. And they're like, Oh, never had this in my life. How can I lose weight and eating so much? And, Yeah, I think, I think it's such a liberation and I wish I could go to the gym around with like a paper on the upstairs area where we have cards. It's like, ah, uh, you should try coming downstairs with us, like leave something. Yeah, it's, uh, it's changing, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think so too. Like, and even if I'm not that much of a fan of like too much like social media, but I think even if you like, of course, don't compare yourself, but if you look around and you see a lot of 
fit females with like big glutes or nice quads or whatever it might is that you also want as a female and you especially at least you see that they get it from weight training you don't get that from yeah. cardio you don't get that from uh, maybe yes you can do it a little bit on the stairmaster as they sometimes do but it's it's really like it's squats it's hip thrust it's romanian deadlift it's moving heavy weight or at least heavy-ish weights you know, and getting enough volume so but w one thing i wanted to say is that With males, that's one thing I wanted to address is that males, from my opinion, they, at least from what I often hear is uh, that they think they need to do more, right? Like, because now it's not that they necessarily say I need to do cardio. That's what females often think. Males, most of the times they already know, okay, weight training is kind of the way to go. But what they often do think is it needs to be tons. It needs to be so much. Like I'm a beginner and like um, I had so many people, clients, like um, don't believing me when I created their routine and gave them, let's just say, okay, here are your calories. And first thing is like, isn't that too much? Like, am I supposed to eat that much? And I said, like, yes, it's a mild calorie deficit. It's like three to 500 calorie deficit for you. And like, you go to the gym three, maybe four times. Oh. Most of the time it's three. And I'm like, that can't be enough, right? Like it can't be enough. I need to do more. And it especially, it needs to be complicated and grueling. And I need to feel awful afterwards. And the truth is actually, no, like uh, if you have three proper sessions uh, and you get stronger over time, you get enough volume, you get the right exercises for your goals, you stick with your nutrition 90, 95%, like you see amazing results, but it of course takes time, as you said. Um, but yeah, it's not that you need to live in the gym and go there no. six days a week. And consistency, I think. That's really that. And I think with males, I'm not speaking about my clients because I think they are really well educated. I'm speaking mostly about the people I see around me in the gym. They need to drop a little bit of this ego lifting where they are going to the gym is like oh that guy was like 60 kg i need to do 65 and then their form is so bad they pull like this or like this and i'm like what are you doing like there's no range of movements you're not squeezing anything the tempo is completely wrong uh and i think yeah that's that's what the client our clients uh learn the most because of the videos we have on the app uh i think that's really so essential for for men Yes, true. And like, it's a good point because uh, now I'm training at my home gym, like since probably three years. But when I used to be in the gym too, it's actually very, very a nice thing that you mentioned is I very often notice that people go in there. Uh, I actually even think that is what males do more maybe than females is they go in there without a plan which is like, as a coach, it really seems completely like, how could you go in there without a plan? Let's just say, if I would want to manage my finances and I have no plan, I'll just think that, I think this month I'm going to save a little bit. Like what, how much, how do you do that? Do you have that on a different account or like, um, yeah, I think I want to, well, I don't know, get successful in X, Y, Z without a plan. I'll just randomly try it, right? Like I just wing it. I go into the gym today. I feel like arms and what you just said, like I see the dude next to me. Oh, he does 20, 20 kilograms dumbbell curls. So I need to push myself to 22.5. And that is just one thing where coaching is very important. Like you got to have a plan. Like you got to have a plan, a goal, a plan, maybe even a time frame in which you want to reach that goal, make it specific. Um, yeah, but that's, that's a total other story. Let, let's, let's uh, dive a little bit before I ran too much. Let's dive a little bit into our topic today, yes. which is differences in male and female strength training. So kind of if, what would you say? Like, um, is there a difference? Is there, let's just say, what's a big difference or maybe 
is there one for beginners when you start out? I think that is also a great starting point. Like, okay, let's just say if we have a male with a female, both really haven't lifted, maybe never at all, or at least not properly with a structured plan. So is there a difference or how big is it when they both start? And let's just say the goal is getting an athletic physique, like reducing body fat, maintaining muscle mass. Yeah, I think when starting, everybody can really use like full, full body workouts and hitting the same body part at least three times a week. Also, sometimes when we start with clients that didn't have a routine of going to the gym, they miss a workout or so a week. So having a full body workout is just better in case they miss one, nothing really get unbalanced or nothing really gets skipped. So that is really the same for both, for both genders. I would say, of course, men want to have a bigger chest and, uh, you know, a little bit more like biceps, I would say, and triceps, because tricep really makes the arm a bit bigger, big, like 3D. But generally speaking, you still want to work back for both sexes, legs for both sexes, and, you know, core while we're doing compound movements for both sexes. As I said before, in one of the podcasts with Fritz, I think really the only difference i wouldn't push as much on the chest for women i just experienced myself to have a little bit of square chest and i didn't personally like it but some women do like it so we still work out the chest but not as much i would say as as men so for me that is the biggest difference but back legs core shoulders for women it's so good we all want to have this power shape sometimes we cannot uh, we can shrink the waist in this direction, but in this direction, it's the same. So to give this look of tiny waist, we just need to get a little bit wider shoulders and wider hips. So that is really a good workout. So I wouldn't make any difference for, for either of them. Mm -hmm. nice. What do you think? Yeah. Yes, great points. Like uh, I also agree regarding full body, absolutely. Um, pretty much makes sense for almost everybody. I would, of course, yes, individualizes. Maybe let's just address that shortly is that full body doesn't always mean it's the exact same routine, right? Let's just mm. talk to our clients know that, but let's just talk for maybe layman terms, right? We just say, okay, full body, but they might think like, okay, does that mean I do the exact same? Let's just say, okay, yes, you train your full body in each session, but you might still want to have a little more lower body volume for a female, as you just said, than you might need to do for the male. And maybe the opposite, you might need to have a little bit more upper body volume for a male. And maybe a little bit of different exercise selection too, right? Like maybe for a male, it's like, um, we might do one or two squat variations and one or two deadlift variations, whereas for the female might even throw in more glute volume, right? Like maybe even use like hip adapter, uh, adduction, abduction, as they say, um, more like that. But also what you just said is very nice too, because I think a lot of people don't know that they maybe see somebody they might look up to say, okay, that looks nice. And you just had a great point. It would just make the shoulders broader and yeah. make also the quads, which a lot of people don't know, is make the quads broader too. If you have bigger, let's just say, I mean, talking, of course, muscular legs, muscular legs and muscular shoulders really help a ton in making that hourglass shape vision, right? Because your waist appears smaller. And that, again, is not just great for females. Actually, often it's great for males too. Mm -hmm. Because if you have that V-type look, which a lot of males want, you need to have broad shoulders. You need to have a nice lats, 
And your waist also for a male should be pretty small, but then bigger quads actually also help a little bit with giving you that appearance that the midsection is smaller, then the lower body is a little more dominant and the upper body on the right places is a little more dominant. And you also said one good thing, which is um, the pushing part for females. I, in general, I personally try to, um, which a lot of people, again, like I think males sometimes they might think like, okay, why, why is he doing that? And then I explain why, which is you don't need to do as much horizontal pushing as a lot of people think because the horizontal pushing, meaning pushing forward, right. For everybody is that, um, that is the thing that we almost do all the time in daily life. Like I'm pushing a trolley. I'm going to buy groceries. Mm. I'm pushing a door. I'm giving you my hand. I'm working on my MacBook in front of me. Like that's the thing we all do. And males oftentimes think that, Oh, I want to have a big chest. So I need to bench press a lot. I need to do push-ups a lot. I need to do this uh, maybe chest uh, like machines and pack deck and everything. But actually the thing is that oftentimes if you do more pushing than pulling, you actually get rounded shoulders, which makes mm. your chest looks even worse. Like you might have an awful posture and you would actually have your chest benefiting um, aesthetically wise if you do more horizontal pulling. So let's just say in my personal training, I often do two times as much horizontal pulling as I do horizontal pushing. So that means I do more, let's just say ring rows, Bulgarian ring rows, dumbbell rows, barbell rows. Then I do dumbbell presses, ring push-ups, push-ups. So um, that's such a good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. Because when, like, think of it, like if you imagine somebody standing, like you're, you're um, of course now you guys don't see me, but like I'm pulling my back together. I'm bringing my shoulder blades back together and down and I'm having a nice, great upright posture that makes my chest look way better than if I have rounded forward shoulders and I'm in an awful position. And I maybe even get shoulder pain from that because my chest is so tight that it pulls my shoulders into a bad position. And that also applies actually for both males yeah, and absolutely. females. Yeah. I always think uh, to have a straight back makes you look more elegant, like a ballerina. So I, I always work out back. It's like my favorite thing. But like, yeah, it's true. Like there's this joke. Uh, around the gyms, right? If you put a post-it on the back of a bodybuilder, he'll never be able to get it back, right? Because <laughs> it's like too forward and like can't reach on the back. I think it's actually yeah, a really, really, really valid point. And you see too many of, of this. But yeah, when, when, I, when you were mentioning like the personalization of the workouts, it's so true because it is like, it is bodybuilding at the end of the day. So you can build your body however you like. And if you take a really clean look at how your body looks from every angle, you say, okay, I really would like to, you know, make this more aesthetic or, you know, put my back a little bit behind or, you know, lift, have a bubble on my shoulders or more tone uh, bicep. And also re recently, uh, my forearms. I do a lot of uh, uh, farm carries, and I love I love how you know defined they are, and they're always out, even if I have t-shirts. So it's really like pinpointing on a later stage, like after we we started to say, okay, this part I would like like this. And at the end of the day, if you think of competition for bodybuilding, uh, you know, is about symmetry and it's about aesthetics. So we can really do a similar thing on a smaller basis and look at the body and say, okay, this part could use a little bit more. Now we're focusing a bit more for these four weeks or six weeks and then move to another part. And yeah, I think it's really amazing to, to be able to shape the body however we, we want. Yeah, true. Yes. 
Uh, like I also also often use like an analogy, like when I talk to clients, I say like you can paint your own Picasso, right? Like that's kind of what it is because it is true. Like you have the ability and you really need to let that sink in. I think then sometimes it clicks for people. They have like an epiphany, like an aha moment, right? When I say like you have the ability to change your body the way you want it to have with, of course, work and time. It's very important to not give people like uh, the illusion that you can do that within the next six months. Like it's an, it's a journey, like uh, depending on, like, let's just say sometimes people who ask me like, oh, Fritz is an awesome shape. Fritz is lifting for how many years with a structured plan, like putting in the work, right? Like it's over, it's longer than five years. It's maybe even seven, eight years sometimes. Like it's really takes a long time to really get to an amazing physique. So, but I and think how many coaches yeah. he had, how many coaches, yeah. how many books he read. Yes. Yeah for that's that's too and also like it shouldn't be discouraging it should be encouraging because time passes anyway so why not just make the best out of it right like i can just say oh that's discouraging i might need three years to get in, in a nice physique and maybe even eight to get an amazing physique yeah but time passes anyway so you can be just let's say you reach age 45 50 55 and you look like almost everybody else not to talk down on people but i think we all see that um in, in our like yeah, where the people, let's just say USA, Europe, like we all probably live a very good life, most of us. And like, we just maybe get anxious more, we get overweight more, which is why, because just recently I read a great quote, which was like, the body needs movement and the mind needs stillness. And in our daily lives, it's the complete opposite. And that's mm -hmm. why we get anxious and overweight all the time, right? Which is because we all have a short attention span. We always feed our mind. Never really are we calm and relaxed in the present moment. It's always social media, YouTube, Instagram. Somebody called me. I got an email. I got a notification. So your mind never has rest and your body actually oftentimes, luckily not for us and our clients, but oftentimes it's I'm resting all the time. I'm sitting in the office. I'm watching Netflix. I go out for eat or I order delivery. So, but that's a, a complete different rent. I want to get back to yeah. one, one thing that you, this, you said, because it really sparked great, great conversation. The way um, <laughs> what you said is that I also want to know people and especially also females that like, it just doesn't happen overnight. Like you need a little bit of time and it's fine. Like, hey, um, let's just say your goal might be that hourglass um, type of physique. And then, hey, maybe, okay, we need to reduce body fat first for most of the people. And you might not can experience or can expect that your shoulders will be broad and your quads will be huge in an awesome way. Maybe you need to go through a cut. Maybe you need to go to a lean bulk then to build things, to increase volume in your training and increase calories. Um, but that's actually fun. Like, I think that's yeah. why a lot of people are scared, right? Like you don't diet forever. Like you diet, depending where you are, maybe it takes you three to six months with breaks in between, like strategic refeeds and diet breaks. Uh, and then at some point, like you deserve and should also do a little bit of a surplus phase and build these glutes, build these quads, right? Like build whatever you want to build, as you just said, build these shoulders. And then you might reveal what you've built, like painted your Picasso and next summer you're going to show it and like, oh, damn, like that's amazing. Yeah, but it, it's hard though as a, as a woman to want to go on a surplus. No woman ever said, okay, it's absolutely fine to have 4kg on. Like nobody said, it's, it's really tough. But uh, yeah, if you stay mentally strong and uh, consistent, but also when you eat more, you do have more energy. If I'm like, when I increase my calories, I had all this pent up energy. I was like, oh my God, I gotta do something with this. Like I was doing stuff in the house, lifting stuff and I like, go into the gym more often. So I went from three days to four days and it's like, I just have more energy. I just want to do something with it. 
But yeah, it's uh, it's also there's a lot of benefits on the on the uh, full body workout. I think I see that when I switch from full body workout to a more uh, intermediate routine after some, the clients stay with us for a few months, then there's like, oh, damn, I was sore. Like my lower back was so sore. I couldn't do the steps or anything. So there are a lot of benefits in the, in the full body workout. You don't have this like localized soreness. It's more, you know, um, all over the body. So you don't feel it as much, but uh, it's a preference. And I think everybody should really, take it step by step because as you said it's a long process and we also need to save some things to look forward to them you can't have everything all at once and then you're bored and then you know you give up and then really you had a body for amazing body for two years and then you go back because you were bored so it's important to delay gratification as well in my opinion mm -hmm. yes very true it's like also um Using the analogy of a house, right? Like you got to build that fundament first, right? Like you don't just start with the second second uh, uh, stock, basically. It's not just like, okay, I want to do this, want to do that. Like it's oftentimes it is like that. It's a psychological thing that people would love to do so much variety and so much different stuff. But think of it that way. Like how can you at some point maybe transition to, let's just say, a lower upper intermediate routine where you might be doing let's just say somewhere between four to six different exercises for your lower body in two sessions a week but if you don't spend let's just say it's just an example but maybe somewhere between six and 18 months with a full body routine learning all these exercises right like cycling through different exercises getting stronger with them familiarizing yourself with these movement patterns like if you've never done them and then somebody throws at you here's your new routine you do six exercises for your low body on monday you do six different ones on thursday and you are completely um okay like uh what, what happened right you gotta get there first and also enjoy that journey Because then when you are there, it's also um, a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's really a lot of fun. And then you can even, of course, also have even more volume, right? Like for the lower body, it's also great to make another, let's just say, um, jump between males and females. You might have slightly different volume already in your full body routines for male and female, um, slightly different, let's just say, emphasis on, on certain body parts. And then when you earn that right, basically, you make that jump, be an intermediate, and then you can even throw more volume for the lower body and glutes in there. Or talking about the males, probably for your guns and your chest and your mm -hmm. back. <laughs> My God, it's, I wanted to ask you, like, what, what do you see? What is the biggest thing you have to convince your male clients to do? Mm, oh, that's a good question. Um, I think, like, I, honestly, I think it's still... Um, trusting that journey that what i said at the beginning that that it is enough that it really is enough mm. it's oftentimes like i really like to maybe i sound like a broken record then but i don't really care because it's true i want to drive home that point as i often say consistency over intensity that's what i like to say when people ask me uh, like i need to i heard like you need to do push pull legs six days a week i need to do that and then like i sometimes maybe i show or i like um really explain scientifically why somebody who does let's just say three full body days and you really have quality over quantity like i have good heart sets i get stronger over time i trust that journey like 
that is what gives you a great physique like and you also feel great like you have that that full body tension most of the times because you train your body almost every other day like sometimes you have maybe two days in between but it's really you can eat more than you think and you need to train less than you think but you just need to also the rest needs to be there right like people want to make it more complicated i think I don't know if it's more for males and females. Maybe it's even a male thing. But like, you think you need to do work hard, do CrossFit seven days a week, no rest days, right? Like rest is for sissies or whatever. Um, it's really, no, you need rest and you need to do these other, I would say, um, boring things too. You need to get in your steps because you don't know how beneficial it is. You need to get in your steps. You need to get in your sleep, your recovery, your protein. Like, and then actually, if you embrace that journey and then don't really think about it too much, it's actually very enjoyable. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, it's uh, it's a completely different. Like we, we women is don't don't make that much time. Then we have this <clears throat> period week, uh, like two weeks before the period week, and then we have the period week. So like sometimes there's a lot of uh, you know uh, blockages or obstacles, you know, that we have to deal with. And yeah, sometimes it just feels so overwhelming. And it's like, okay, today I just absolutely cannot move. And I feel like men don't have this. I've, I had this in, on holidays. I, it was lunchtime. I had to go to bed. I was like, okay, today I'm done. I have to go to bed. And I lost half a day. Next day I woke up in a great mood. I was like, everything is great. The sun is out. But like, yeah, we have these difficulties as well. That uh, is very different. Yeah. That's a, a good example. Of course, I can't can't speak from experience, but of course, I'm I'm like with my wife for yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I think 12 years this year, and in November it's 12 years. So uh, I think it's also important what you just said is then listen to your body, right? Because if you try to work against that, it will only backfire. Again, I can't speak from experience talking about a period, but I can speak from experience with other things. Like if I force myself to train on a day where I'm heavy, heavy fatigued. Right. It's a good example. I think that we could use for all is I personally also like to have the flexibility in my training. Why I still use full body most of the times is let's just say I start my week, train full body Monday, do a bike ride cardio on Tuesday. And I had planned to train again on Wednesday, but Wednesday, for whatever reason, I have a son, maybe my sleep was awful. And I feel it's not that I'm lazy. I feel that I'm very fatigued and that a strength session today wouldn't be as beneficial as moving into tomorrow and allow my body to just get in some low intensity movement like steps today. Like I maybe do an extra walk with my son or an extra walk with my dog and you feel amazing the next day. And then you have a way better performance in your strength training and you get the adaptation and you also had time for the rest. And that is also true for what you just said, right? If you would have forced yourself then to like, no, I'm, I'm here on my holiday. I got to soak yeah. it up. Doesn't matter if I have my period, I'm, I'm going to eat and then I'm going to go out and I drink and I have fun. And then next day you feel just worse instead of, resting and allowing that to happen i couldn't and that's why like late, lately i started to start my week on sunday so my training week starts on sunday sunday is the first day not the last day so that i actually start earlier like by tuesday i were like this week right by wednesday i already had two sessions in like well i started a bit earlier and i feel better in that way so yeah sometimes having more space than like this week i only have one left so it's Thursday and I still have today, Friday and Saturday. So I can decide which day I feel the best, right? Still going four times a week. 
Nice. Yeah. Make, making it work for you. That's another perfect example of um, maybe to wrap that up here today, because I think we could wrap uh, rent way more. And I think we're going to do so actually, guys, like um, we're definitely going to talk about maybe nutrition differences in males, females and way more. But like um, one thing, of course, for everybody and not just talking males, females is that um, you got to make it work for you. Right. And you just gave an awesome example with maybe you'll start your week on Sunday because it works better for you. I also have certain strategies with clients where um, they are, absolutely busy throughout the week but they aren't as busy on the weekend so why could i not just train saturday and sunday back to back and only do one more session during the week maybe yeah where i might train on wednesday saturday sunday i can make it work for you i can fit it in i can adjust the volume and maybe even change the exercises so that the overlap isn't there um yeah but that is i think um a, a good point and where also coaching is so valuable so Guys, if uh, you learned something today, I hope so. Uh, if you want to apply for coaching, check the show, show notes so that you don't go into the gym without a plan and that you actually know your goal. Get a good strategy. Um, if you're a good fit, you get matched with one of our coaches and yeah, now we can hopefully work together. And it was my pleasure to have you, Chiara. Thank you, Niels. Really amazing. So happy. Yeah, looking forward to do uh, another one soon. Yes, yes, what did you think? What an amazing episode again. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.